me interview you. As you know, I'm doing a project about mavericks in business, which is why I approached yourself. So first question, how would you define a maverick? I think it's, you know, I think it's very interesting because like for us, I think um, we're very close to the Mavericks, which is a, a surfing competition. Okay. And there, um, there's a reason why it's called Mavericks in my name, which it's, it's this force of nature. There are these giant waves. You should check them out. They're beautiful. Okay. And what they, what they do is, uh, you know, they're, they're sometimes 20, 30 feet okay. and they drive with so much energy. Um, these surfers across the way. And so for me, like a maverick, um, it is, uh, so, so for me, it, like close to the maverick surf competition, maverick surf competition is this, it's a, it's a place on the beach, giant wave, 30 feet high. And these surfers get out, the, you know, in the middle of great white sharks and everything else like that. Right. And they surf in this very dangerous dangerous position so so i I mean i see a maverick as as a force of nature Mm -hmm. that is a leader kind of out in front of of everybody that bucks trends because they see something that others don't see and they try for it thank you the london school of economics developed a maverickism scale i'm going to give you seven statements and you just need to say whether you think it's true false or you can't decide People tell me that I'm a maverick. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I'm much more productive than other people. True. I have very unusual talents. (laughs) True. Yeah. Okay. I am generally underestimated by people. Initially, yeah. Okay. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Differently, sure. Okay. Reg, why do you do things differently? Um, I don't know. I uh, It feels natural for me. Okay. Um, I just, like when I was Alcatelusa, like that was the thing always I think differently about problems mm-hmm. I think um I'm ambidextrous mm-hmm. I was born with some midline to where my left side and the right side of my brain think a little bit interdependently okay. um so I can write two things at the same time right. um and so I have a I have a very different approach and also um I'm very big on empathy where um I was born in Berkeley, which is one of the most liberal cities in, in, the, in the world, okay. uh, Berkeley, California. I was raised in Oklahoma, one of the most conservative. Right. And so, and both are full of really great, good people. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a perspective to understand that people, like, want to do good things mm-hmm. and that people want to be helpful and be innovative and be in the middle of it. I get that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to lead them in the right place and inspire them to move that in that direction. And so... Um, I think it's perspective, point of view, upbringing. Okay. Um, a myriad of those things. Mm-hmm. Does doing things differently require certain skills? And if so, what are they? Um, charisma. 
Mm-hmm. I think charisma is one of the, the most important things that you can do. Um, and it's also, you know, getting people to trust you mm-hmm. that you're not going to lead them down the right path. So, um, you know, I call it sometimes manipulation for good. So, I, I mean, I believe that we can be manipulative, but, you know, you don't have to always take it negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, people may want to call it influence or something, but in really, really, it is manipulation. And so, if you don't have those skill sets, it's very hard to move people out of their comfort zones mm-hmm. into a place of doing something that may actually be better for them or for the company. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Um, being young is, is tough. I was one of the youngest um, executives at Alcatelius and Bell Labs. I was one of the youngest in my role and my position. And so um, I think that's tough. I think being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Is, is very, very hard. I remember when I, I told um, members of, of one of the teams that we should acquire Square, and they laughed at me and said that Square will never be a big business um, and that they'll never take off. And now they're, I don't know if you're familiar with Jack Dorsey's company, Square. I don't know um, these companies, no. Yeah. Usually, I mean, it's 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 probably one of the largest, biggest success stories. They, their volume is, they're one of the most important companies um in, in America today, in my opinion, now. Okay. What aspects of your character influence your maverick approach? Um, I, 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 I have a, an ability to... I feel like I win when I see other people win. Okay. Um, and so, like, that's just very innate in who I am as a human being, is, mm-hmm. is seeing other people victorious makes me... Share, I share in that success, especially if I help them. Okay. You touched on this before. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick? Absolutely. I was, I was, you know, I had a rough upbringing where my dad was an actually, was actually a drug dealer and, uh, um, and was gone from home early. But some of the things that, you know, he did, a lot of other people did is they always told me that I was meant to do something with my life. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that I am a special or that there's any great skills that I have, but that just, you know, we, we have a path and, and I firmly believe that I'm meant to do great things. And so, you know, I was inspired to do that at, at an early age you know, where people said, you know, whatever. And maybe it was just because I had charisma or, or had great speaking ability or, or whatever. But I always, you know, was able to think faster, see where the ball was going to go and be there waiting. Mavericks often have unusual talents. What would you say yours are? I'd say being able to write two different things at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of those things that I have. I think um, uh, being able to to, to see, like from a marketing perspective, where things are needed. I, I have an uncanny ability to understand marketing and branding and positioning almost immediately. Okay. And being able to understand the customer and okay. who the customer is and how they're important. Like, like I understand the customers instantaneously and their perspective and point of view. Okay, thank you. How do you see rules? Uh, uh, as I see rules as leverage. Okay. Uh, a, a system to be gamed. Mm-hmm. Rules allow you to determine... Um, you know, your, your path to, to success. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them as, as concrete, I see them as very fluid and being able to understand the rules and manipulate 
them allows you to be successful okay. in any contest. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? I think, yeah, from the very beginning, um, I've always thought differently. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't go back to a time when I was ever conservative or didn't try to push the limits. Okay. Are you always a maverick or do you chose, choose to be so at times? And why? I think that there's there's a time to be confrontational mm-hmm. and then there's there's also a time to make peace. Mm-hmm. Um I think that you know even you know, once you're labeled a maverick in a in an organization that label never falls off of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's your ability to work with others that makes you successful. Thank so, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, being a maverick for maverick's sake is, is, is stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is this choice about when you're a maverick or not a maverick then? Is it a conscious choice or an unconscious decision? It's, it's uh, I'm very purposed in the things that I do and mm-hmm. in the sh- strategies that I come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, if it's for me, you know, showing up with jeans and sneakers to meet uh, a billionaire president of a company, mm-hmm. it's because I'm portraying a certain image. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's from the right, it's always intentional and always purposed. Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business, Reg? Um, I, I think that there's, there's, there's a... I, I, I think it's really important to understand that, that with the disadvantages, I mean, it's advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick. I think, I think clearly it's, there's a risk associated with it mm-hmm. that you don't normally have if you're conservative. Mm-hmm. And that risk will um, be measured and quantified based on how much results that you can deliver. Right. Um, and so you have to prove that you can deliver more results than your off-handed, off-colored, crazy ways okay. um, to offset and mitigate that risk. Um, so that's the ad- disadvantages and advantages of being a maverick? Um, people, people are willing to take bets with you. People expect you to achieve more and succeed more. Um, they're really typically very excited about the direction that you're going. Okay. Are there any situations where being a maverick is positively harmful? Um, no. Okay. No, I don't, I, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, looking, looking across it, mm-hmm. um, if you're, it, here's what I mean, I associate that people are being a maverick in order to make good things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I meet plenty of people who, just want to do things differently and there's no real purpose or real end result. Definitely. So the the negative aspect would be if you're just doing it to be that way mm. and there's not a purpose behind what you're doing. Okay. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? Oh, every day. How? Let me think of some early, early days. I think mm-hmm. I saw I had one of my managers who was brilliant, and we had a lot of things that could be done. But instead of her figuring out how to play ball and and respect people and interact and build bridges, she burnt them down. Right. All in the all in the purpose of I'm a maverick and I've got this maverick team and we're doing all these things, and it's more arrogance than anything. Mm. And um, 
being able to figure out how to do it in a collaborative way because people want to get behind you. They want to see things be successful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to understand that gets you out of that, that politic. And so it's very important to have that purpose, I think, okay. to do good for others and to be good for others. What aspects of your life are you most and least maverick in? Oh, wow. Um, I would say that I am... Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I do normal. <laughs> this one's challenged a few people, I'll be honest. Like, even in regards to love, I'm very different. Okay. Or affection. Mm -hmm. um, or finances. Or, you know, I think... I don't think there's anything traditional that I do. Wonderful. So what about business? What aspects of your business are you most and least at Maverick in? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think in, in, in the essence of pushing the limits and getting everything done, I'm very, very, very forward. And even how I treat my employees, I'm very different. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, open to them mm -hmm. and let them understand where we're at financially and mm -hmm. how we got to go and where we need to go. Okay. So it's like, this is, you know, I, I think it sounds like a cop out, but I don't think there's anything that I do on the business side that would be considered normal. It, um, do, it doesn't sound like a cop out. It sounds like that's the way you operate. Yeah. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? I don't. I have a very unbalanced home life. I work <laughs> 18 hours a day. I, I'm a 38-year-old man that's never been married and don't even care to emote, remotely even try to settle down. Okay. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Absolutely. I want things to last 10,000 years past my death. And everything I do, I kind of look at that because I think, you know, I mean, you've got really two stages of human existence. I mean, there's one stage where you just enjoy everything because what you do is going to be gone in 20, 30 years. I mean, there's this saying that you die twice. You know, the first time is when you, you know, your last breath. And then the second time is when the last person that remembers who you are dies. Wow. And so I just want to create a legacy for that lasts for thousands of years and impacts the society for at least that much. Okay. How much if anything of being a maverick is related to give back? So say that again, it's related to what? Give back. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, like we, we come and we go, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, what we leave behind is, yeah, is it's, we should leave it all behind, right? Okay. And so, I'm, you know, we have a house where there's a constant steady stream of people who just live in our house with us okay. for free. Yeah. That are entrepreneurs that are there. Um you know, even I try to, I try to weave things within what I do that are, are charitable and equitable for people. Okay. I don't care. I don't do this for the money. Yeah. I should. I'd be richer. <laughs> How do your ethics and values impact on you being a maverick, do you think? Oh, it's, it's, it's interwoven. Mm -hmm. I'm a very whole and complete person and this is just very much who I am. It's um, very much coming across, Reg. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Oh man, 
I'm that guy that, that when he wins a big pot, goes back and doubles down. Okay. Right? Um, you know, we, we, we've done well, I mean, so far with this company. And um, so what I did instead of conserva- being conservative is I went out and doubled the team size. Okay. And you know we now we're we're going to have money issues, but I, I told the team today either we're going to be a billion dollar business in the next year and a half, two years, or we're going to fold within the next month and a half. Okay, we, we don't have room to not. Okay, how many ventures have you taken in the past five years? At least five. Okay, and what would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture? Your definition. Uh-huh. One, uh, yeah, I think, uh, like, learning something, mm-hmm. walking away and being better mm-hmm. at the next venture, I think is is kind of, you know, failure when it's not necessarily about the monetary thing. I mean, you'd like to have the money exits. And, and I've had a couple, mm-hmm. right? But I think that it's being able to be prepared for the next one that's bigger and stronger and more ambitious. Okay. Um, having learned from those things, I mm-hmm. think that that's what makes it successful. Okay. Of the ventures that you've done, what percentage would you consider were successful then, according to the definition you've just given me? All of them. Mm-hmm. Though some of my investors would disagree. Okay. What but, did? But they're, sorry, go they're ahead. still with me on the next venture. So. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, in some form or fashion, like they're all like one of them is going to be joining my team next week. Right. Um. So. So yeah, I mean, it's like. Yeah, no, I mean, we, you know, I failed. My first solo venture was Taploid, and it failed it was a few months ago. But, I mean, even then, I went through m and I did a lot of different things, and we got close. We just, no cigar, right? Okay. What did you do that made the venture successful? Came up with the vision, pushed mm-hmm. the team, did the sales, created the relationship. Very much what a CEO is supposed to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, those were the pieces that needed to be done. Okay. Of the percentage that were unsuccessful, if any were unsuccessful, were they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would, well, I mean, like, from my definition, no, from other people's, they okay. failed. Okay, so from other people's definitions, then, what would you consider was the main reason for the failure? Operations. Okay. Um, Getting the support around me to actually deliver and execute on the ideas. Mm. I think that that's paramount. Yes. yes. Um, and, uh, like, like I am not very good on the operation side. Mm-hmm. You know, I have somebody like Mia. You've heard yes. from, like... Yeah. So, me, this is Mia's second venture with me. She yeah. could probably tell you a lot more about me than I could even. Okay. And, uh, and so, even from this one, she's, like, today she's like, oh, you got a call with Billy. I was like, what? And she's like, okay, yeah. Okay, so I got on the call. Okay, right. So she manages everything in my life. Thank you. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Um, not creating the thing that, that lasts for thousands of years. Okay. Being irrelevant. Okay. Um, the last question, I, what you didn't hear was, how important is team to you as a maverick? Um, it's parent. It's... <laughs> It's essential. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it's like a body needs blood, or a body needs arms, or a brain. Mm-hmm. It's every part of it. I think a maverick is more like the will. Yeah. 
and the idea and the team is is basically the body that that creates everything okay fair enough do you draw upon other mavericks in any way yeah i think um you know i live in the valley and i Mm -hmm. think most of my friends and people i'm really close to uh like they're my you know they're my they're my people (laughs) okay they're my people that makes sense it's like we we you know most of the guys i know have built great amazing companies and okay yeah, I mean, I, I, this is this is it. Okay, wonderful. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Yes. How so? You know, I, I think I think it's really kind of um, how do I describe it? I think, um, I think you have to be extremely collaborative. Mm-hmm. Like, there's two ways: you can either be really collaborative or very dictatorial. Yeah. And, um, and I, I've chosen the, the collaborative route with my team. Okay. Um, you'll see guys that are almost, uh, dictatorial to a destructive end. I mean, there's really, really rough, narcissistic, mm-hmm. asshole people out there. And, um, you have to make a choice, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I, I made my choice. Thank you. Is being a maverick related to creativity? I, th- I believe so. Yeah, how? Um, I think that in our very essence, like we come up with things that are that are different, that are outside the, the realm of of normal um, circumstance, and and we we really just try to we try to push the limits mm-hmm. of of normal concepts and designs. Mm-hmm. In in essence, we feel like the world should be a certain way, and we're going to push it to be that way in order to. To, to come up with a different framework of what that world is. Okay, okay. Yeah. How is being a maverick related to innovation? Um, you have to be one, you know, in order, you have to have a risk tolerance that's mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's very high mm-hmm. to innovate. Okay. To move past the status quo. Definitely. And, yeah, and to do things that are different. I mean, it's, you know, it's just what it is. And mm-hmm. you suffer for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's 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 a lovely way of putting it. Um, are there any career choices that you regret as it relates to your potential as a maverick? Um, I think I think I wish I would have not done my last startup the way I did it. Mm-hmm. But I'll also say I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't done those things. Okay. And so, in essence, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't have any regrets. Mm. Uh, because I like where I am right now. Okay. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? I'm inspired every day. Okay. <laughs> there are so many. I mean, uh, you know, it's like I, I live in the valley, but I, you know, I look around and I see guys, and I'm just like, oh, that is so smart. Or, or, wow, how did they do that? Um, and so. Like, I'd, I'd like to say guys from, like, you know, um, and I look at entrepreneurs and almost as classes, mm-hmm. as if you went to uni, mm-hmm. where there are different generations of people that have just gone and done, like, really great things. I mean, okay. you've got Mark and Drayson's, you know, side with Skype and Netscape and all those other things. You've got um, the PayPal guys and Elon Musk and what he's done. You've got my generation, which is, like, Mark Pincus and from Zynga and Andrew from Groupon and um, so you have different generational people okay. that have gone and built billion dollar companies but 
Um, there's also guys that are on the quiet level that have done, you know, just as many incredible things. So okay. the answer is yes. And there's just an innumerable amount of people. Okay. Who is someone in your life that makes all the difference? Manish Chandra. Okay. Uh, he's CEO of Poshmark and was at Caboodle. And then Mark, um, Mark Curtis, who is, uh, CCO and founder of Fjord and did Razorfish. Okay. Those are two of my mentors that I regularly go to. Okay. What motivates you as a maverick? Mm, to do something awesome. Okay. To, to, to build something that has legacy to it, that impacts people for good. Okay. Do you like being a maverick? Yeah. I couldn't be any other way. Okay. Is being a maverick important and why? I, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think it's important for me to be me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, you know, and, and I don't know if like that, that ties into what a maverick is or, or, or not, but for me, I mean, it's just, it's who I am and, and I identify a certain way about how I do business and how I treat people and, you know, the things I choose to go do. Okay. Um, it just brings me peace and joy, right? Thank you. My final question. What would you have liked to have been asked that I haven't asked you? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you, should, you should ask what it is, what it means to suffer. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, as uh, a maverick. Yeah. Okay. What are, you know, what are the what are the things that you have to suffer? Because I think that anybody, I mean, that is about moving or changing an industry or doing anything else like that. I think it's um, I think that in and of itself uh, is where you choose. You make a choice and you do suffer for it. Like okay. you know, you don't you don't eat sometimes. You don't you you take heaps and piles of shit. I mean, you 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 push hard. Um, against the status quo and some people aren't as good with people as I am and okay. I've seen them suffer yes well okay so thank you for that question I'll be including it in my subsequent interviews that's the end of the interview